0: things in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ this is part 2 on our message covid 19 knowing the times and seasons the last scripture we looked at in the last part which was part 1 in our message was 2nd uh, timothy chapter 1 and verse 17. Verse 7, not 17, sorry. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. If God has not given us the spirit of fear, Then who has given us the spirit of fear? Where does fear come from? Um, Then there must be things that bring fear to us. Of course, the first entity that brings us fear is the devil. And um, thank God, we are not under the mercy of the devil. The opposite of uh, fear is faith. Uh, if you want to do away with fear, then have faith in God. Uh, there are things that uh, bring fear in our hearts. If you can turn with me to second uh, uh, Peter. We can turn to Second Peter uh, chapter two Second Peter chapter two verses uh, eight. For that righteous man, and this righteous man was Lot, dreading among them two things. In seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. There are two gates here that can instill fear in our hearts. There is the eye gate and uh, the ear gate. The eye gate, what you see, like what we see on television, how people are dying, how people are suffering, uh, the number that is dying, the number that is being infected. You look at the screen, and really what you see instills fear in your heart. So fear can come into your heart through the eye gate, through what you see. Then, of course, what we hear? Um, we listen to the news and you hear what is being said, what is going to transpire, uh, how people are giving up, people are worried, people are running away, others are fighting. You look, uh, you, you hear what is said, and that instills fear in your heart and that is the ear gate Uh, fear is not of god fear comes from the enemy and from the faculties that I have just mentioned the eye gate and the ear gate we should be careful that what we see in our community on the screen and what we hear in our community and Uh, on radios and televisions doesn't instill fear in our hearts because that would cause us problems. When a man is fearful, he he will not know to do the right thing in the circumstances. So the opposite of fear is faith we must have faith in the one who loved us enough to send us a savior and that savior is certainly jesus christ Uh, god loved us enough to send us a savior a healer a deliverer a comforter one who can comfort us in our time of trouble he can encourage us strengthen us in our time of fear god loved us enough and he sent his only begotten son jesus christ uh, to save us not only from our sins but even save us from fear that's why the scripture says god has not given us the spirit of fear but of love and of sound mind we must have faith in god jesus told peter here in mark 11 jesus told peter he says have faith in god peter couldn't believe that what christ had done would come to pass Uh, peter was surprised that the curse that Christ had pronounced on the fig tree had materialized. He thought probably it was a joke. Not any word that Christ speaks or the word of God says is a game or a play. It's not fiction. Peter was surprised. He said, Master, what you pronounced on the fig tree, it has already dried up. In Mark 11 and verse 22, and Jesus answering him, answering, of course, Peter saith unto them, with his, the rest of the disciples, "Have faith in God. And we must put our faith in God. And we as a people, as a fellowship, we are not only a people of faith, we are a people. Of prayer. Paul told the Philippians, here if we can turn to Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Paul is telling the church in Philippi, don't be full of cares about anything. We worry a lot. We care a lot about little and big things. Paul is telling the church in Philippi, don't be full of cares don't worry don't uh, spend your time taking care of this thinking about the other how to get this how to acquire the other and uh, there are so many cares and we see Jesus taught in in the parable in the book of uh, Matthew if we can turn to, to Matthew here matthew chapter 13 and verse 22 jesus in his parable he talked about the care of the world what it does matthew 13 and verse 22 he he also he also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. The care, what shall I eat? What shall I put on? How will my children go to school? Uh, how can I plan my retirement? I need this. When will I build? When will I have this? Uh, How how shall I dress? Uh, What is going to become of my children, of my grandchildren? All that is the care of the world. And do you know, the effect it has is that it chokes the world. You start worrying. Instead of putting faith in God, putting your confidence in God, your trust in God, you start worrying, what is going to happen to me? How shall I eat? How shall I dress? Uh, what is going to, uh, to become of my children? Uh, where will I live? Where will I be buried? And so you don't have trust and confidence in the word of God. Instead, you start worrying and fearing right. <clears throat> for your life. And that is bad. So going back to Philippians Uh, chapter 4 and verse 6 the scripture says in everything by prayer and supplications Uh, prayer is a must in these uncertain times in this COVID-19 coronavirus prayer is a must we must turn to God we must pray we must go down on our knees and begin to talk to God. Prayer is a must in these uncertain times like this. Uh, it's not optional. Paul told the church in Thessalonica. He says he said, "Pray without ceasing," and that is First Thessalonians chapter five and verse seventeen. Paul told the Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying, especially in the times that we are in, the COVID-19. Uh, don't don't, don't lessify about prayer. Don't, don't uh, uh, ignore prayer. Uh, let's be serious about prayer. And uh, many people say, well, I don't know how to pray. I can't pray. Um, I don't know what to say. I don't have many words. My God, there is a lot. Do you see the effect of COVID-19 in the world, even in our nation? Are you, uh, are you seeing what is happening? Uh, that should cause you. That should give you words, what to talk to God about. Uh, God, to help us to stop this virus. And so you learn to pray by praying. There is no method. If you want to learn to pray, you learn to pray by praying. And a person um, here before, I say that in First Timothy chapter two, there are people that we should pray for, people that are making decisions. In our nation at this present time, uh, the leaders, uh, the president, the head of state, the cabinet, the ministers, the parliament, they are making decisions that concern uh, concerns the, the nation. And we need to talk to God. We need to pray because every decision that they make, every decision that the head of state makes, it affects us. Uh, don't say, I don't care. I have no time. I can't pray for him. This is not time for politics. It's a serious time. Uh, we, are, we are plagued with this plague. So we must pray for people that make decisions. Here in First Timothy chapter 2, and if you start to read from verse 1, the Bible says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, He says to begin with supplications prayers intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men and uh, then in verse 2 he says for kings and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in godliness and honesty right there the bible commands us to pray for our leaders they make decisions that affect us as a people under them and so we pray to god that god touch them as they make decisions as they discuss inspire them let your spirit be upon them that whatever decision they make it will bring peace it will be good for the nation we are to pray we are not just to watch things to happen we as people of god we as christians we are to go on our knees and pray for our leaders that's what the bible tells us that's what god commands us to pray for them whether they are saved whether they are not saved whether the cabinet is saved or they are not saved whether they are christians or not we are to pray for those that are on, in authority there is no power that doesn't come from god all power comes from god we are to recognize that and pray for our leaders because they are involved in making decisions that will affect our lives. And so, prayer is very, very important. A person that prays, I mean, a person that depends upon God prays a lot. If you meet a person who relies on God, who depends on God, whose mind stays on God, who knows if I'm going to overcome this, it's going to take God. If this problem is going to get to go away, it's going to take God. If I'm going to be delivered, it's going to take God. If I'm going to be saved from this COVID-19, it's going to take God. A person that knows that it's going to take God for me to be spared, for me to be saved from this COVID-19, prays a lot. He will pray a lot. He will go on his knees or he will stand and pray and talk to God and reason with God and plead with God for not only himself, for the children of God, and for the people in our nation and the world as a, at large. We need to pray that God may have mercy on us. So a person that depends upon God prays a lot. You can't say, I depend upon God, I trust God, and you are not praying. That doesn't work it doesn't make sense if you really depend upon God you really pray a lot you will have time you will take time much time to pray to God you don't need to pray if you depend upon your wisdom you depend upon your strength acumen uh, you depend upon your understanding you don't need to pray because you have it but if you know this is going to take god like it is going to take god to remove this coronavirus then you are going to pray and uh it calls, uh, it uh it is important that we as a people of god we pray and there is no such a thing as a prayerless christian a non-praying christian to say i'm the type of christian that doesn't pray my christianity doesn't demand that i pray i just say thank you lord i just say praise the lord my christianity my being a christian doesn't need for me there is no need for me to pray there is no such a thing as a non-praying christian every individual that calls themselves christians every individual that is saved prays. every person that has been saved by the lord jesus christ by the blood of the lamb they really pray you can't be a christian when you don't take time to pray you can't be a christian really when you don't call upon god and uh There is no way you can be a genuine Christian when you are not praying. People who depend on God pray a lot. I'm sure all of us know the story of Jonah. Jonah was talked to by God, given a message to take to Nineveh, big city, and he didn't want to go. He didn't want to go. He ran away from what God had told him to do. Uh, He didn't want to obey God. So you know the story. If we can turn to uh, Jonah chapter 1. He decides to do his own thing. I'm going to do my own thing. Going to run away from the call of God. Like many people, many Christians... We run away from what God has called us to do. If God has spoken to you, if God has impressed it in your heart, whether to work for God, uh, to serve God, to give to the work of God, don't run away from that call. Uh, God has called you to pray, uh, to pray more than every other person. Don't run away from that call. Just do what God has called you to do. Whatever God has called you to do, don't run away from that call. Uh, Jonah ran away and here was a ship going to Tarshish and he said I think I will take uh, that ship and here you know the story we shall not read every scripture but here in Jonah chapter 1 and verse 3 but Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Look at that. Running away from what God had called him to do. And so, the marin- um, what happened as they sailed? To cut the long story short, uh, uh, God sent a storm, a very violent storm that began to beat upon the ship. In verse 4, But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried, everyone unto his God, and cast, uh, cast forth the waters that were in the ship into the sea to lighten off uh, of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. he was dead asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, "Man, what are you talking about? What do you mean? What meanest thou, O sleeper? arise, call upon thy God. if so be that God will think upon us, that we will perish not." These were people and many of them were not believers. But this was a time of crisis. And here Jonah just goes down the ship and takes a deep sleep. When everybody woke up to call upon their God, everybody was concerned. Uh, they were not going out just to play and did not just sit around. It was a time of crisis like we have COVID-19. A coronavirus, uh, I mean these people, every one of them, they were going to perish. This was a, a great, violent uh, storm, and their lives were threatened. And uh, what did they do? Every one of them began to call upon God. Uh, they knew the only solution. They couldn't march, They tried to draw water out of the ship it wasn't helping much they saw themselves going to die what did they do they prayed they prayed they prayed and what was Jonah doing fast asleep child of God in the times that we are in how can you just sit how can you just play how can you just uh look around Uh, how can you just be inactive it's a time of crisis our lives are threatened you do not know whom you'll pick i mean who has the disease the virus and you may pick from that person you do not know unless god protects you you do not know from whom you will pick And because of that uncertainty, you don't know. That's why we need God. That's why you need to pray. As you go to get your groceries, as you move out of your home, you need to pray, God protect me. It's a time, it's a dangerous time. We need to pray. And here was a man that was just having a good time, dead asleep, uh, was indifferent uh, about what was happening. He didn't care whether they perish or not. He was just uh, fast asleep. I mean, he did not only disobey God. Time comes when even they are about to perish and is just sleeping. Do you know that many saints of God, even with this virus, are just sleeping? It's a business as usual. They will do anything they want. They will go to the places they want. They will play around rather than pray. Even when lives are threatened, even when the situation is not good, they are just playing. They are just lazy. They are not doing anything that would cause God to uh, smile at us. They are just as it was sleeping. Do you know we are sleeping? A uh, sleep condition has come upon us. spirit of lihargy has come upon the church, even when our lives are threatened, we are just sleeping and watching and doing everything and conversing, talking about things that we shall do in the future when you even don't know whether you will survive uh, this virus. It is a time to pray. Uh, the shipmaster. If the shipmaster can be interpreted as uh, Jesus Christ, uh, the shepherd, uh, the chief shepherd, uh, he's rebuking, he's telling the church, uh, why do you sleep? Church, wake up. Church, don't sleep. Church, wake up. It's a time to pray. It's a time to call on God. It's a time to call on the Father. Why don't, you, why don't you wake up instead of conversing and making plans what you will do when the virus is over uh, and you don't know whether you will survive or not. And so prayer is important. So Jonah was laid down in the ship and was fast asleep. He had to be woken up. It was a time of danger this covid 19 is raging and many people are just getting involved into activities that don't mount to anything they are just betting playing matatu watching movies it's a dangerous time, and somebody is deep in watching movies. Playing Matatu, Mweso. Uh, it's a time to pray, time to call upon God, and somebody is on Matatu. COVID 19 is finishing us, it's finishing people. And you're on matatu. You're on Meso. you're just betting. You are going swimming. My God, may God help us. The shipmaster, whom we can call Jesus Christ, sobered up Jonah, says it's not the time to sleep. We have that chorus, it's not time to sleep, it's time to awake. If there is a time to awake, and awake to pray, it's this time. And i would like to tell the saints of god that are sleeping that are not seeing prayer as important in this uh, dangerous time wake up He say wake up call wake up wake up and pray wake up and pray wake up and pray find a time kneel down call upon god pray we want god to smile at him, uh, on us it's time to pray We've learned in the church, this fellowship, that the eternal decrees of God are brought into fulfillment through the utilization or by the utilization of the appointed means. Uh, I have to break down for many of our people and of our churches in our rural areas. God decrees, God makes decrees about nations, about uh, families, about uh, groups of people, and about individuals, about you as an individual. He makes a decree. He declares what will happen to you. Everything that you will go through He decrees some what he will permit to come upon you. He does all that. He decrees that. He does not stop there. He also appoints means, ways that will bring those decrees to come to pass. He appoints means that will bring the decrees that he has made about a nation, he has made about a family, a group of people, or an individual. He appoints means, methods, ways that will bring that decree to come to pass. And um, we have... uh, learnt also that uh, one of the appointed means is prayer. For example, if he decrees that you are going to be saved, God makes a decree that you are going to be saved. Does not stop there. Then one time you are going to meet a person and that person will speak to you either you are going to read a Christian book and that book will minister to you you will go to a certain school you will meet a certain group of people you will attend a crusade and the word of God will be preached and somehow you will be convicted and so God also appoints means that will bring that decree, that he decreed that he would be saved to come to pass. And here we are just dealing with one for our case here. For God to bring, if he has decreed that COVID-19 will be eliminated at such a time, there must be a people praying. There must be a people talking to him that God don't let us perish. God have mercy upon us. God let this virus vanish. God smile at us So there must be some saints of God that go down on their knees and begin to pray. We've also learned that God does nothing but in answer to prayer. If he saved you, he was answering somebody's prayer. Your mother prayed for you. Your parents prayed for you. Your brother prayed for you. Somebody prayed for the nation. Somebody prayed for the continent. He prayed that God saves people in this continent, in your district, in your family. God saves you. If you got saved, somebody prayed. God appointed the means. Somebody prayed for you. And when God saved you, he was answering somebody's prayer. Uh, that is the means. Uh, that brought your salvation to pass. God decreed, and for you to be saved, you also appointed and put a burden on somebody. Somebody pushed away the plate of food <clears throat> and he prayed. He prayed for you. And there you are. God appointing in time. you got saved. An accomplished act of God in time not yet completed god decreed and that was an accomplished act it was a matter of time and it brought it came into fulfillment so when we got saved it was an answer to prayer somebody prayed and uh, we have some confidence in the medical science. We don't uh, throw away or negate medical science. We have some confidence in the medical science. We have some confidence in being prudent, obeying what the Minister of Health, the government is telling us, wear mas- masks uh social distancing washing of hands and using sanitizers Uh, we have confidence in that uh, to some extent but our total confidence and trust is in god we are to remember that god is sovereign if we are going to be delivered God will just use those means. He will use doctors. He will use the precautions that we are using to accomplish what he decreed. The creator rules his creation. God is in control. That's why we must have total confidence in God. Now, there are some basic truths that we must understand we are not exempted from the effects of the curse just because we are born again. Some people have a belief that if I'm saved, no evil, no bad thing can come my way, no evil can come to me, nothing can bother me. The scripture says in Galatians chapter 3, if we can turn to Galatians chapter 3. Uh, People say, once I'm saved, uh, 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 my problems are over. No evil is going to come upon me. Galatians chapter 3 and uh, verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Uh, We uh, we were to be hanged because of our sins. We were to, to be killed. We were to be punished because of our sins. We escaped being hanged. And in Israel, it was a curse for you to be hanged on a tree. Christ redeemed us from the penalty of sin. The penalty, oh, the penalty for sin. The penalty that the law demanded. Do you know what the Lord of God demanded? A sinner must die. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23 says the wages of sin is death. Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 4, uh, the scripture says, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Our sins demanded a death penalty to satisfy the justice of God. Our sin, our sins demanded a death penalty to justify or to satisfy the justice of God of God Christ paid the penalty we were delivered from the penalty of sin but we still suffer this is the truth that we must know we still suffer the effects of sin some basic truth that we must know if the Bible is to make sense uh, we still suffer the effects of sin what are some of the effects of sin we fall sick We age, we weaken, we become dull in mind, we forget, we become poor, we face problems. All those are the effects of sin. And eventually, we shall die if Christ tarries. People say when you get saved, all problems vanish. That's a lie. They will tell you, you are not meant to get sick. You are not meant to get poor. You are not meant to have problems. You know, for truth to be truth, first of all, it must be logical. For truth to be truth, first of all, it must be logical. Uh, Truth has some logic in it. I'm saved personally, I'm saved, baptized with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. But I've been falling sick at times. You may say, well, Brother Meme, you don't have faith. The reason you have been falling sick at times, you don't have faith. Maybe, but what about to Paul? Will you say, Paul, in Second Corinthians, also that Paul did he not have faith? Paul here had a, a condition in Second Corinthians chapter um, 12, verses uh, 7 through 9. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, Paul had a condition in his body. and the Bible, the Scriptures told us he prayed three times. You can tell me if Paul didn't have faith. A man that prayed for the sick, a man from whom handkerchiefs could be taken and laid on the sick and they could be healed, a man that prayed for many people and they were delivered, can you say... He didn't have faith. I think that would be wrong to say so. Uh, Was it a lack of faith that uh, caused really Paul not to be healed from this condition? Paul was saved. Baptized with the Holy Ghost. For truth to be truth, first of all, it must be logical. To say that now that I'm saved, I shouldn't fall sick. I shouldn't lack money. I shouldn't fail any exam. I shouldn't be poor. And many people say, I cross poverty. Cross out poverty. I cross out sickness. I cross out failure. I cross out suffering. I cross out problems to speak some little I cross it out you who crosses out all problems and sufferings will you cross out to the great tribulation because there is suffering there the great tribulation that is ahead of us. Olive Sazam, the great tribulation. Will you cross out? You who says I cross that, I, I don't accept that, I I I I refuse that, I I I deny that, I stop that. <clears throat> we have been given, we have been told why God allowed Paul to have that thorn in the flesh was to keep him uh, humble god gave paul a lot of revelations you just read the book of hebrews and you you see uh, the book of romans and you see the brother was revealed to many things and uh, many revelations that if there was nothing to to check Paul would have got exalted and God didn't want him to be exalted so he put a thorn in the in his flesh so some of the things that you say I crossed that I crossed that do you know that God intends that that suffering that lack that poverty probably works on your spirit on your attitude on the way you look at things and for you you are just crossing you are crossing you don't know whether god has permitted that god has permitted that you be poor at this time that you have that uh, disease or sickness at that particular time it's good important to pray that you'll be healed but if god doesn't heal you then you shouldn't backslide you shouldn't give up on god there are things there are problems there are situations things that god allows to come in our lives to work on our spirit god wants us to be in the kingdom of God, uh, He's more interested in, uh, for uh, of us being in the kingdom than being right, just being blessed right here on earth. So, in Revelation 7, where we have the great tribulation, uh, you can read verses 13 through 14. Are you going to cross that out? Uh, Paul says uh, the suffering. In Romans 8:18, 8, of this world, what God allows is not worthy to be compared with what we are going to have. Let's have the big picture. This little suffering. That means at some point or the other, we are still suffering the effects of sin. Uh, the penalty for sin was paid by Christ, but we are still suffering the effects of sin. And God allows, depending who you were, certain uh, an amount of suffering or problems that can shape you up, clean you up, so that you are ready uh, to be a citizen in the coming kingdom. So, we that are born again, that are saved, also go through pain. We too suffer the effects of the curse. We look forward to the time that the curse will be lifted. Before the curse is lifted, you and I are still going to suffer the effects of sin. We shall have problems. At times we shall be sick. God heals us. Then another problem comes. All that is to work on us. So God has promised that he will be with us In the problem, when you turn to Isaiah, um, Isaiah 43, uh, even in the problem, God will not abandon us. He will be with us. Isaiah 43 and verse 2, when thou passest through the waters, uh, I will be with thee. Waters here in this particular verse could be a type of problems. I will be with thee. Through the rivers, still water, I will be with thee. They shall not overflow thee. No problem will really destroy you. Uh, when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. So, God has promised that even in the problems that come upon us, he will be with us. He will not forsake us. Even in this COVID-19, God is going to protect us. Uh, like later on in this message, when the, we are going to see when the Egyptians were plagued with diseases and sicknesses, somewhere in Goshen, in Goshen, Where the children of Israel were, Uh, they didn't go through what the rest of Egypt was going through. And uh, in John chapter 16, if we can turn to John uh, chapter 16 and uh, verse 33 these things i have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace in the world you who crosses out every type of problem every suffering what about this scripture in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer i have overcome the world he said don't worry i know what to do don't worry I know what I'm going to do. Say, in this world, we shall have problems. But don't you worry. He will be with us. When you look at uh, the three Hebrew men in the book of Daniel, chapter 3, verses uh, 24 through 25, Uh, these men were thrown into the fiery furnace and that was quite bad. Uh, It was, one could have said, well God why did God allow that? These three, in the interest of time were thrown into They fired a furnace because they couldn't worship Nebuchadnezzar's image They says, we are not going to do that. It's against our faith. We are not going to bow down to that image. And they were thrown into, into the fire. But do you know what happened? I tell you, Nebuchadnezzar, he said as it were, I did counting in my kindergarten. We counted two or three people. But when I do counting again, I see four. Four men. And they are loose. They are walking in the furnace. I see four men. And the fourth man is like the son of man my God right there God was with these three Hebrew men uh, Meshach Abadnego and uh, uh, the other one there were three they were there but God sent his angel sent his son and he was right there with them. So, in our problems, in this COVID-19, God has not left us. God has not left us. God has not denied us like he was with uh, those three Hebrew men He is not going to leave us. Uh, This virus is raging, but God is not going to abandon us. God is going to be with us, and He is with us. What we need to do, pray, pray. Every time you leave your house, wherever you are going, ask God to protect you. God has promised he will be with us. is with us in our problems. It's going to be with us. I will continue this message on Saturday. Let's continue listening to it. Probably it will build faith and confidence in our hearts. I will let the keyboard player and the team... Wind up this party too with a song. God bless you.